0: as we move from the seeing drawing component into the writing component of this retreat (coughs) this morning uh, I'd like to offer you uh, a poem by Liesel Mueller and this is a poem that she wrote uh inspired by the uh, Impressionist painter Monet. And the title of her poem is Monet Refuses the Operation. Doctor, you say there are no halos around the streetlights in Paris and what i see is an aberration caused by old age an affliction i tell you it has taken me all my life to arrive at the vision of gas lamps as angels to soften and blur and finally banish the edges you regret i don't see to learn that the line i call the horizon i called the horizon does not exist and sky and water, so long apart, are the same state of being. 54 years before I could see Rouen Cathedral as built of parallel shafts of light, and now you want to restore my youthful er- errors, fixed notions of top and bottom, the illusion of three-dimensional space, wisteria separate from the bridge it covers. What can I say to convince you the House of Parliament dissolve night after night to become the fluid dreams of the Thames? I will not return to a universe of objects that don't know each other as if islands were not lost children of one great continent. The world is flux and light becomes what it touches, becomes water, lilies on water, above and below water, becomes lilacs and mauve and yellow and white and prulium lamps, small fists passing sunlight so quickly to one another that it would take long streaming hair inside my brush to catch it. To paint the speed of light Our weighted shapes, these verticals, burn to mix with air and change our bones, skin, clothes to gases. Doctor, if only you could see how heaven pulls earth into its arms and how infinitely the heart expands to claim this world, blue vapor, without end. And another poem, uh, very different in its, what it's uh, offering. And this is by uh, a Billy Collins, who uh, at one point may still be, I'm not sure, was our national poet. And he calls this poem, Shoveling Snow with the Buddha. In the usual iconography of the temple or the local walk, you would never see him doing such a thing, tossing the dry snow over a mountain of his bare, sho- bare round shoulder, his hair tied in a knot, a model of concentration. Sitting is more his speed, if that is the word for what he does or does not do. Even the season is wrong for him, In all his manifestations, is it not warm or slightly humid? Is this not impelled by his, implied by his serene expression, that smile so wide it wraps itself around the waist of the universe? But here we are, looking our way down, working our way down the driveway, one shovelful at a time. We toss the light powder into the clean air, we feel the cold mist on our faces, and with every heave we disappear and become lost to each other in these sudden clouds of our own making, these fountain bursts of snow. This is so much better than a sermon in church, I say out loud. But Buddha keeps on shoveling. This is the true religion, the religion of snow and sunlight and winter geese barking at the sky, I say, but he's too busy to hear me. He has thrown himself into shoveling snow as if it were the purpose of existence, as if the sign of a perfect life were a clear driveway you could back the car down easily and drive off into the vanities of the world with a broken heater fan and a song on the radio. All morning long we work side by side, with me with my commentary and he inside his generous pocket of silence, until the hour is nearly noon and the snow is piled high all around us and then I hear him speak. After this, he asks, can we go inside and play cards? Certainly, I reply, and I will heat some milk and bring cups of hot chocolate to the table while you shuffle the deck and our boots stand dripping by the door. Ah, says the Buddha, lifting his eyes and leaning for a moment on his shovel before he drives the thin blade in again deep into the glittering white snow.